Hang on. Hang on. Halt. So anyway, <laughs> welcome to This Might Be a Podcast. I guess that's the intro. Uh, the Song by Song podcast about the greatest band of all time. They might be giants. What are you talking Woo! about? Uh, I'll just keep sampling that like constantly. <laughs> Every 30 seconds. What are you talking about? Um, so nice to oblige my just stupidity. So we got uh, Sly. We got... Leslie Gower, Gouger, Gower here to talk about Dinner Bell, which I've been waiting for. I've been leaving on my things, so in the morning when the morning bird sings, there's still dinner on my dinner jacket till the dinner bell rings. We did the Untitled episode just because it was so fun to do, and you were on a Patreon episode and rode me to Berlin, but Tinnerbell, whew, out of all the stuff that you've been signed up for, it's like, it's, I won't score it now, but it's fucking one of my favorite songs, like, all out of all of them. So I've been waiting for this one for a while. We haven't talked since... Um, I know the Untitled one, like, that was one that was like, I had a two-month buildup or something, so it was like... I want to say it was like last April. <laughs> it must have been like a year ago, right? Yeah. And then it posted in June or something. I don't know. It's been a long time. Yeah, everyone out there, we've already been talking for a half hour about teacher stuff. So you need to remind people what your deal is, lady. That <laughs> um, <laughs> Well, Leslie here's got really cool hair. Your hair looks really good. It's almost like. Oh, thank you. It's almost like. When like best era Linnell hair, but like sassy red, it just looks really good. It's got you know exactly the, the, the little look bit I'm of curl, for. right? 
I hope so. Don't take that. I take that in the best way because I mean it as a compliment. Lin- he was once, you know, one of the nine most handsome people around, <laughs> right? By- <laughs> who are you? Who are the other According eight? To people magazine. No, I'm serious. Wait, like Sean Linnell was voted the ninth most handsome man what? by like People Magazine no. in the 90s. You're lying I'm not to me. Shitting okay, totally I'm googling serious. this. John, I'm googling this. <laughs> Uh, he was like one of the most beautiful John people. Linnell. I think that's what it was. One of the most beautiful people. People's Magazine. <laughs> you're going to see. You're going to see. Most you're going to be like, what? Beautiful. <laughs> this is a joke. People. Now, if it's from the 90s, who knows how their archives have kept up? Um, <laughs> let's see. Oh, wait. The TMBG.org, going back to the old fan site. Here we go. Mm. T- t- <laughs> here's the web address tmbg.org slash cool slash Linnell. <laughs> oh my god the 90s internet was amazing uh let's see i remember reading the like article Ooh. and it's it's hilarious greg yeah. so this is what came up <laughs> first a real gem so okay wait oh wait this is john Linnell actually yeah this is by john Linnell. it's called they might be nearsighted uh, taken from the op-ed <laughs> section of the New York Times shortly after the People magazine poll was closed. Okay, so this has nothing to do with the episode, but this has to be read. Or at least part of this. I'm a middle-aged accordion player <laughs> and, inspect- <laughs> and inspecting myself just now, I see that I look tired and badly need a haircut. So, <laughs> so you can imagine my confusion when I got a call last week from the manager of my band telling me that my name had turned up in People's Magazine's online poll of the most beautiful people of 1998. All right? So, 1998, I'm sure he doesn't need a haircut. His hair looked great in that era. Um <laughs> Fantastic. That's Dr. Worm Linnell hair. You know, it's not Apollo 18 Linnell hair. That's my favorite, but still good. I had already gotten wind of the existence of this poll a few days earlier when I read that Leonardo DiCaprio had been knocked out of the number one spot by a, <laughs> by a dark horse named... <laughs> I can't even read this. Named Hank the Angry Drunken Dwarf. Now he's just fucking with us. So I'm not sure if this is accurate. The online voters, it seemed, had a new, more evolved definition of beauty that gave low marks to standard celebrity good looks. What they, what they really valued was a person's inner beauty. Anyway, that's what I told myself as I went online to see the results firsthand. I can barely make it through this. This is why their lyrics are so good. They're so fucking hilarious and self-deprecating. By the time I found the site, my name had risen to number nine, putting me a few e-votes behind Madonna and Kate Winslet and just above Sarah Michelle Gellar, star of the television program Buffy the Vampire Slayer, who I know the guy who wrote that theme song, uh, mm. Perry Grip of Nerf Herder. I've interviewed him as well. Hank the Dwarf was still number one, sailing far above Leonardo. Hank the Dwarf. <laughs> that seems a little insensitive <laughs> at this point. We don't use that term anymore, uh, at least not in some sort of fictional sense. Um, and another surprise candidate named Rick Flair. <laughs> was ascending fast. <laughs> Rick turned out to be a professional wrestler with a large and zealous online fan base. For his part, Hank had developed his constituency after appearing on the Howard Stern show. Oh! So Hank the Angry Drunken Dwarf is a guy who goes by that name who was on Howard Stern. Okay, this is making sense. Now I believe it again. What, I'm, I'm back in. <laughs> what, what, what was... Okay, this is almost... Uh, well, I'm, I'm, At what point did you not believe that Sean Linnell was voted the ninth most beautiful person alive? Well, I, know I don't we understand. We all think that. 
I know we all think that. Hell, and I can't. I can't. You know, I'm just also flans. I'm just drawn in by you know a nice button-up shirt tucked in, um, <laughs> while you're jumping off the guitar. Look, I'm a punk rocker who tucks in his shirt. They both tucked in their shirts in that air. What was I? Okay, so back, what was I doing in such company? I still don't know who was voting for me. Although it seems possible that one computer hacker on a mission could stuff the ballot box electronically. The band I sing and perform with, they might be giants. Enjoys it. <laughs> enjoys it. Maybe you've heard of maybe them. Maybe you've heard of them, New York Times readers. They might be giants. Enjoys an audience that probably includes a few loose cannons of this type. <laughs> This is gold. This is all gold. Once <laughs> once the cannonballs got rolling, though, it seemed to gain momentum among our online fans. My position in the pantheon of beautiful people was thus assured. When the final results were posted Monday, I was still ninth with 4,189 votes, eight ahead of Buffy, Sarah Michelle Gellar, and mm-hmm. 1,038 behind Madonna. Hank finished with 230,169 votes. More than 2,000 ahead of Rick, his nearest competitor. Holy shit. Howard Cern, the king of all media, whatever. I don't like him. It has been suggested. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like him. He, if you're listening, <laughs> Howard. It, <laughs> it has been unfollow. the gauntlet's been thrown. Yeah, he's unfollowing me on Twitter now. He's unsubscribed <laughs> to the podcast. It has been suggested that the internet might be a good way to vote for our elected officials. <laughs> You might be right. Most Trump voters are old and don't know how to use a computer. If my experience is any guide, though, it would appear that there are still a few bugs to be worked out before you'll be able to elect the next president while sitting at home in your underwear, unless you want Shecky Green running the country. If I, if I had had the choice, I might have put myself in a different race. The most interestingly mismatched socks poll, perhaps. <laughs> Maybe then I would have beaten Hank. And then in italics, John Linnell is a member of They Might Be Giants, whose albums include the forthcoming Severe Tire Damage. Noise! Yeah. 1998. This must have been in advance, because Severe Tire Damage came out in 97. Did it not? It did. Anyway. Mm -hmm. So, this episode is about... This is a Patreon episode about how (laughs) handsome the Johns are, apparently. I want to know where Flansburg fell, and what did Flansburg feel dissed when he did not make the list? It was, it was a big rivalry between the two of them. I they've know. never talked about it ever since. No, they've never even talked to each other since. <laughs> Isn't that on Gigantic? They say something like, um, I don't know, maybe it was one of those old where they used to actually, on the Tumblr, or maybe even before that when they used to answer fan questions, and it was something like, are you guys really best friends? And it was something like, yeah, we are, but we hang around, we we work with each other, and we hang around each other so much that I can't say we hang out all that much outside of the band. And it was like, oh, my heart is breaking. <laughs> but it makes sense. You know, I guess. I guess. They don't live next door to each other. And anymore in the same apartment barbecues complex. Barbecues every Friday. I'm sure they get together for special occasions. But, like, yeah, if you're on tour with someone for six months, the next day after tour, you're be like, hey, what's up? You want to come over? Play some video games? <laughs> Probably not. So, Dinner Bell yeah. is the song. So, Leslie, you teach in <laughs> L.A. The big... The, I do the, teach in L.A. The Windy Apple. <laughs> the Windy Apple. Also. What do they call One L.A.? One of my the big favorite alternative names I remember, to L.A. I made you mad last time talking about how New York and Chicago were better than L.A. 
Have your thoughts changed <laughs> on that? Are you going to move? <laughs> <laughs> I love both of those cities. New York is great. Yeah. I lived there for about six weeks. <laughs> what do you think about Lafayette, Indiana? Um, I, I don't know if I've been to Lafayette, Indiana. You know, after all the shit blows over, you know, you grew up in the, the St. Louis area. Um, you're like three hours away. Chicago's two and a half. Maybe St. Louis is a little further. If you ever come to the area when all this shit blows down, blows down, blows over, hopefully it doesn't blow down. <laughs> when, when all this shit blows everything down, <laughs> blow the man down. When all the shit blows over, you should definitely come by. It's funny. I had all these planes. Did you have like a shitload of plans got canceled? Like personal plans? Um, vacation, no. vacation or anything? <laughs> no, you guys didn't have any the vacation only, plans. The only, uh, the only plans that I had was that I I'm teaching a, a class on Harry Potter and oh. um, and I I had uh, I I had some like uh, I was working at the system to try to get free tickets to go to Universal yeah. and and I think it was gonna happen, Greg. Oh. I, I, I it was it was it was gonna happen and then the goddamn coronavirus. Oh. So we had to not obviously we're not gonna go to Universal. Yeah. But I was like yep. this would be like the coolest to be able to say, Oh yeah, as a teacher I went on a field trip yeah, <laughs> to it is, Universal you know, Studios. <laughs> there are advantages to working in a rich ass district like you do. <laughs> I'm lucky if I can get myself a new uh, Orf xylophone, you know. <laughs> it's it's 500 bucks. Come on. Come on. I don't know. Um, uh, yeah, that's how it works. So uh, I Yeah, no, I haven't really had to cancel any other thing. The only concern I have, though, is uh, I do have tickets to see They Might Be Giants in October. So I really hope that all of this stuff has blown over blown away yeah blown down what was the expression blow the, the man down uh, yeah blown over when it's all when it all blows us all away till i blow once we you burn down away. the world once we take that rocket to the moon first we got to take the taxi to the airport gosh it's a lot yeah. of transportation with it is you know social distancing see, issues yeah you know who was i talking about this with i've done so many podcasts about how that would be a bad thing to do because he's touching so many things as he exits the hospital so right he's crawling at the airport so he's just touching all kinds of things and it's an airport so if he has the coronavirus he's like i'm fine and he's crawling to the it's just, he's puking in the taxi, probably. Or I guess you don't puke with this, but he's coughing in the taxi, right? Crawling through the airport, touching things, you know. Then he touches his luggage. That goes under the plane. A bunch of people touch that. At, at no point, at no point does he talk about wearing protective no. face gear. Mm -hmm. Gloves, nothing. No gloves, right? Right? He's just concerned about getting to the moon. That's all. all the doomsdayers i am just baffled by this like right? this is your time I was about this the you other are day. wasting it people you are wasting your opportunities i was thinking about that the other day like what cult has predicted 2020 as the end of the world because it seems like one of them there's a lot of little cults out there <laughs> one of them has to like lay claim to this and come forward and be like told you we fucking told you <laughs> told you 
yeah, now I feel satisfied, but also terrified. Oh, okay. So, God damn it. Uh, so, yeah, so we're both teachers with, with all that shit is just all out of whack now. Um, but yeah, I'm not going to Spain. You're not going to Universal Studios. It's it's a mess. But what were you going to go to Spain for? Was this well, like a my wife, the professor? Now that we're Facebook friends, oh she's you'll she's know. a Spanish professor. Yep. Uh huh. That's right. Yes, Spanish, Spanichio, as I call it, which doesn't make any sense, <laughs> but it's one of these weird things we say, and so <laughs> you know. <laughs> Just to dim- dim- diminish this profession she's worked so hard to achieve. Um, right. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. She's, she's the smartest person I've ever known, and, and somehow I, I bagged her, and she's a breadwinner, and I am glad <laughs> to spend her money on podcasting equipment. Um, <laughs> I'm making 150 bucks a month on Patreon. Um, okay, honey, go do another podcast call whoever you know like it's leslie you remember leslie oh no she did actually because we were me and her had been talking about (laughs) rehearsing untitled um so everyone should go and listen to untitled because that was hilarious but your introduction to the podcast was actually the patreon episode right (laughs) that came out first or did i put out road movie first i can't i feel like i put them out in the same week yeah they were like right around each other It was like the week of sly you were episode so it was uh, episode 16.5 a love letter to Great. TMBG. Um, so is Patreon one, two, three, four, five, the fifth one. I did a lot right off the bat. And then Road Movie was a week, two weeks later. Yeah. So people got to know you right away. And then Untitled was episode 45, released in wow. September, but we recorded it way before that. I had done a big stockpile, which I'm doing again now that I'm at home. And, uh, yeah, this is... What episode are you on now? Well, I just released the Open Mic Eagle episode on Weep Day, which is 76. Wow. So everyone should go listen to those old episodes with Sly, Mrs. Gouger, they call her. (laughs) Everyone's going to be so confused about what your name actually is. But Gouger. And you shop shop exclusively at Target. (laughs) And... (laughs) They have that curbside pickup. I love it. Uh, or do they? I don't even know. They. It's God. Everything's so fucked. So dinner bell though. Let's talk about <laughs> things that aren't fucked. I don't even know what that segue was. Dinner bell <laughs> is off an album I've never heard. <laughs> yeah. By some band. So Apollo. It appeared on Apollo 18 and also on the weird thing they used to do, which was mash two albums together: the Flood plus Apollo 18 compilation. Electra mm-hmm. probably forced them to do that for the UK. So, <laughs> well, that's what it looks like. Um, so, uh, you picked Interbell. Why on earth would you pick such a song? Yeah, uh, I guess there's a couple of things that I love about Dinnerbell. Um, I love, I love, uh, you know, in high school when I, I was really, uh, I mean, I think I first discovered them in middle school, but when I really got into some of their other stuff, I, uh, uh, other than Flood. I just remember, you know, you'd have certain songs that would just be songs you'd have to memorize all the lyrics to. And, and Dinner Bell was definitely one of those, like, you know, the challenge of trying to say all those uh, fun sort of dueling duets. Um, Plus, it's just a fun flex to do that last super fast verse. Oh, sure. Around other Damn sure. Giants fans. Like, man, never been able to do it. I was a big tongue twister person. Yeah. 
So I loved it for that reason. I also, uh, I, I, aside from being an English teacher, I also study psychology. So I think part of my my other sort of fascination with it was the the psychological aspects sure. to it and sort of the Pavlov uh, stuff, um, which I don't know if in like high school when I first was sort of learning about. I don't know if I really thought much about that stuff, but uh, I know later when I I would listen to it, I'd be like, oh yeah, I, I, the whole. Yeah stuff with the dog i think i put that together fairly quickly and this is you know pre-wiki even pre-previous mm. you know fan site because i mean we're both i mean we're around the same age right i think we determined that and so like because you knew about them did you I, oh man it's been so long since we talked think, did you hear about them when flood was new i i, I learned about them when, around the time of flood yeah. i i think my 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 best friend's sister introduced us to okay. uh, to them and she was a little bit older than me um it's all coming so back she to me. i think yeah i think she was in high school when they when flood came out um and she used to play birdhouse in your soul and a couple other little things sure. from flood and i think that's when i first started listening to them yeah yeah it's says you know those cool I was one of those cool older brothers. Now, my yeah, my <laughs> me and my sister, my yeah, my sister who lives in Boston now. I'm kind of scared for them out there. Mm. Um, but yeah, we all you know we listened to the same stuff, and you know she introduced me to some stuff when she was older. But like when we were in high school, it was like I was the one digging for all the stuff, going to the record stores and all that. But you know she couldn't drive yet or whatever. But mm. um, but it was my friend Patrick who first appeared on the he was on the Anna Ng episode very early on, and then the I Palindrome I episode. Um, mm -hmm. He had older siblings that introduced him, and then he introduced me. And Apollo has always been my favorite album because it was the first thing I ever heard. Um, oh wow, fun! Yep. Well, it turned out you know that I had seen Tiny Tunes, but like mm -hmm. it was like so many other people that are like. Yeah, I just thought it was some funny cartoon. They wrote it for the cartoon, you know, or something, right? Sure. Um, so, yeah, so I love Apollo, and I think, you know, a good jumping-off point would be the Pavlov stuff because I think I put it together pretty early on because it's one of the most, like, famous experiments. Um, like, it really broke a lot of ground in, yeah, I mean, psychology, I mean, animals, but really, you know, it's something you can <laughs> – I mean, humans can be trained in a way that is not too far off from from the bell and the dog salivating. Because um, I think it would be a good place to start because there's no chronology to the song. There were no um, dial-a-song versions, no demos. It was just right to – boom, just right out there. So, And that's another thing that's always curious to find out when an early song doesn't have a demo. They'll Need a Crane didn't have a demo. It's like Linnell mm. – it's like Linnell was probably just like, I got it. And then it was just like – <laughs> but she's like right to, you know, pen to paper, right into the studio. I don't know. So the Pavlov's thing is what drew you to the song. So what, um, well, yeah, where, where do you want to start with that? I mean, should we really get into like the experiment or do we assume that people know about it? I mean. Yeah, I mean, I think it's pretty well covered territory, you know, but Pavlov rings a bell, the dog salivates. Mm-hmm when he, he starts giving the dog food and then he stops giving the food, but the dog still salivates when he hears the bell. So this like 
demonstrates classic conditioning. Yes. Um, and you're absolutely right, Greg. That, that that is something that can be applied to people as well. I, you know, we all kinds of horrible examples of uh, classical conditioning uh, in people. Um, Clockwork Orange. I was just listening to a lot of Wendy yeah. Wendy Carlos uh, synthesizer stuff and thinking about that movie. I haven't. I watched it a mm. ton when I was younger. Um, you know, when you get into, I mean, not younger, but when you get into, you're like, I watch cool movies now, you know, like right. entirely <laughs> right. Kubrick and Wes Anderson movies, you know, <laughs> right, and, right. and then Kevin Smith movies <laughs> because I'm a college <laughs> male. Um, <laughs> right. But yeah, I, uh, Ivan Pavlov. Yeah. So he, 1849 was born in, uh, mm. the Russian empire. Riots on, riots on, maybe, died in 1936. So the experiment, because I I couldn't offhand just be like, oh, he did it in this year. Um, Late 1800s? Yeah. Early? Yeah, that's what I would guess. Let's see. Okay. Oh, his application for the chair of physiology at the University of St. Petersburg was rejected in Mm. 1886. Um, but then he was the chair of pharmacology at Tomsk University in Siberia and at the University of Warsaw in Poland. But he did not take either post. Now I'm just sucked in the wiki wormhole. Um, so let's <laughs> see. Where did he ever – where did he end up? The Institute of Experimental Medicine in St. Petersburg to organize and direct the Department of Physiology. Okay. So he worked there for 45 years – and the Institute became one of the most important centers of physiological research in the world. He received a Nobel fucking prize for, yep. was that, wait, was that for, um, That I believe that prize was for having a They Might Be Giant song written about you. Uh, <laughs> could be wrong. <laughs> Definitely. He was nominated many times, apparently. Okay, where's the... Okay, so reflex system research, okay? And the Pavlov dogs thing, temperament. So his work involved research in temperament, conditioning, and involuntary reflex actions. My favorite thing as a kid was when the doctor would whack my knee with the hammer. <laughs> loved it. No, it's like, oh, that tickles. Um, so he published work, the work of the digestive glands in 1897 after 12 years of research. Can you imagine working on something for that long? I mean, my wife pretty much worked on a book for a decade that's crazy um yeah research on types and properties of nervous systems um he did a lot of work with education um yeah he's famous the the conditioned reflex is like conditional Uh reflex is like what he's known for most which is what we're talking about where's the goddamn year of this thing there's just too much like the wikipedia is just too long yeah um Simp- 1890s, I think, is when it's... Yes. Okay, so Simply Psychology in 20, 2014, updated 2018, does uh, an update on Pavlov's dogs, or like the thoughts on Pavlov's dogs. Um, yeah, during the 1890s, hmm. he was researching salivation in dogs in response to being fed. He inserted a small test tube into the cheek of each dog, which I'm sure they were happy to chew on, to measure saliva <laughs> when the dogs were fed with a powder made from meat. Mm-hmm. Leela, she's under my desk right now. You've got your puppy there too. <laughs> do you have any powdered mm. powdered meat to give to your puppy? <laughs> I do not. You don't have any vials of powdered meat. I do meat. not. Okay, you got a, a, a saliva tube in your puppy's mouth. I you do not. Did not prepare at all for this episode. <laughs> I I am not a behavioral psychologist. 
so yeah, the Pavlovian conditioning, I mean, that's what people call it now because it's so famous of an experiment. So yeah. Dinner Bell, the song, um, you know, just getting those basics out of the way. I mean, I would assume people know, but I guess we can't really assume that. I mean, not everyone's a science person or remembers high school science or pays attention. There's a lot of They Might Be Giants people that don't even pay all that much attention to lyrics in that yes. they might think it's fun to sing, which it is. But not really think about like what good dog and all that stuff that's kind of hidden in the background and all that, you know, experimental dog could just be a weird thing like Dr. Worm. Who knows? Um, <laughs> so, yeah, Pavlov's dog. And there's a prominent picture of Pavlov on the wiki as there should be. So um, what do you like about the lyrics is strictly if we're talking about and let's just get right to the lyrics. Why not? We can talk about the music, too. But the uh, lyrics as it relates to the Pavlovian experience. Experiment. How do you think it uh, portrays that? I mean, it doesn't give a whole lot of information. You kind of have to know what the yeah, experiment is. Yeah, I'm curious who the I is. Is the right. I supposed to be Pavlov? Is the I the dog not wanting the pizza or I always thought it was the, the dog. peanut brittle? Yeah, it's like the dog is very fussy. Uh, I've noticed that's like a recurring theme with They Might Be Giants. They have a few songs about dogs that... Either are yeah. fussy or they're like, <laughs> yeah. What are they're what, like? What are Linnell's there's that dogs? New, like? That newer song about the dog that like sits uh -huh. and like stares at the wall or whatever. Yes. Makes a, a, a what is it? Makes a, a a mound out of other people's discarded things. <laughs> <laughs> She's the kind of dog who knows the smell of victory but can't remember what it's called. She's the kind of dog who builds a castle out of other people's things that she destroyed. She's a dog who wrote the book of love and then devoured it. Now she's only staring at the dog. You're talking about dog, right? The song Dog? Yeah, he, do, 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 does John Linnell have a dog? Because I know Flans is a cat guy. Flans is a cat guy, but if Linnell doesn't have a dog, um, I could see him maybe being too tidy and precise, precise of a person to have any pets at all. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, just because, like, they mess shit up, you know. Yeah. It's But it's, uh, you know, who knows? Um, but he's obsessed with dogs. I mean, either he has a dog or he just thinks they're interesting. Um yeah, Dog is a great song. Like the microtones mm. and like the detuned piano and stuff mm. like that is great. But in this one, like I think it's the dog because like the good dog. For, for me, like it's almost sung in a way like it's being sung to the narrator. Good dog mm. is he's being patted on the head. Good dog. Like the way it's sung. Uh, and I reheat my soup. I mean, it's a dog. You know, it's like a Disney dog. It can go and make its own dinner. <laughs> It could go and make its own dinner if it wants, right? So the dog is wearing the dinner jacket. Oh so yeah! So this is like, oh yeah, this is like classy dog. <laughs> yes, dinner dog from The Simpsons, <laughs> and rich Uncle Skeleton. Um, with, you don't watch The Simpsons, do you? Um, I love The Simpsons. Actually, Bart Simpson and I are technically the same age. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I mean, yeah. Are you are you thirty eight too? Have you turned thirty nine yet? I'm no, sorry. I'm I'm. A thank you. I appreciate that. I'm forty one. Ouch. I've made it over <laughs> over the forty. Yeah. Okay. The yeah. forty hill is this 
the other side. Well, I'm on the other side well, of it now. When you said that, I was in fourth grade when The Simpsons started, and Bart's in fourth grade. But I was really young but, for my grade. I think that he and I, I always was under the impression that he and I were the same age. Um, Wrong. I know that I know that Fred and George Weasley and I would have been the same year. <laughs> yeah. So we got we got a dog right after The Simpsons started, and we named him. You're not going to guess. <laughs> Bart Simpson. Come on. Uh, you named the dog <clears throat> Bart Simpson. I thought you were going to say Santa's little helper, but. Well, our last name is Simpson, so we take him to the vet, right. and if he had medicine, you know, it would say Bart That's Simpson great. on the pill. Yes. It's adorable. Um, yeah. <laughs> and my sister wanted to name him Teddy Bear, but I put my foot down on oh. that, because <laughs> fuck that. No, that was his middle name. Because <laughs> the dog needs Bart a middle Simpson. name. Bart, Bart Teddy, Bear, Teddy Bear Simpson. Simpson. Right? Aww. Yeah. Now now we've got Leela, who, Aww. if I would, ga- if maybe if Mrs. Gouger would come over here and gouge out one of her eyes to be more accurate <laughs> to Futurama. You have all the Futurama animals. Fry I, you had other and Nibbler. pets that were future. Yes, yeah. Nibbler. Fry and Nibbler are our cats, and our old beagle is Zap. We Aww. we just got new Wi-Fi, and it's Planet Express. I was I was pushing for it to be called Brannigan's Law. <laughs> oh, <laughs> was your was your dog like a kind of I don't know? Was he a Zap Brannigan kind of dog? He was soft as velour. <laughs> no, he, did he, did he, he not wear pants. He was not the. <laughs> braggadocious type no he was he was definitely the introvert we called him back when it was slightly more acceptable to talk about woody allen we're like he's the woody allen of dogs i'm so very nervous so just so nervous all the time he barked at everything he was a he was a um you know a rescue dog he came to us at age six with a lot of anxiety issues but i miss my zappy boy because leela here is a total hellhound um (laughs) bad dog um, <laughs> the Simpsons quote we always say about her is, she's the kind of dog you need to feed every day. <laughs> I'm going to get the dog back. Bad dog or good dog? Bad dog. Oh, good. Uh, she's the bad dog. I always, the, the Simpsons quote I always remember was when the lawyer says, oh, I, I kind of ran over his dog. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, replace the word kind of with repeatedly and <laughs> the, the word, word dog. dog with son. son. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the, the dinner dog thing that set us on this whole tangent um, was the other lawyer, the fancy lawyer that all the, the rich people, like I think he's like, right. he's Mr. Burns' lawyer. He's the <laughs> lawyer for yeah. the guy that, uh, you know, created Itchy and Scratchy. Um, so yeah, so yeah, it's when that hobo claims to have invented uh, or created right. itchy or scratch. Yeah, I'm blanking on it, but so the 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 lawyer is holding up all these animation cells of all the characters that this guy's created, and it's uh, yeah, like um, <laughs> Ku Klux Klam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah. Rich Uncle Skeleton and Dinner Dog. <laughs> and he says it with like this New Englander kind of Dinner Dog. Uh, dinner dog. Like a snooty New Englander. <laughs> I must. That's the third monocle I've broken this week. I must simply stop being so horrified. And that seems like the dog that would be in Dinner Bell. Rich Uncle Skeleton and Dinner Dog. I love The Simpsons. Dinner Dog. And. And there is a band. I insisted, I insisted that somebody, if there didn't already exist, someone start a band called Rich Uncle Skeleton. And there is, mm. in Australia, a band called Rich Uncle Skeleton. So <laughs> what about Dinner Dog? So Dinner Dog is what Linnell was referring to three years before the episode came out. 
Uh, <laughs> he predicted Dinner Dog. and Or Dinner Dog was based on this song. I don't know. So the dog is too classy. Doesn't want pizza. Right? Doesn't want peanut brittle. Doesn't want he a doesn't pear. want anything. He's a he's a real snooty little dog, I gotta say. So well what was your take? So i my my pitch is that the dog is Pavlov's dog and he's like smarter than Pavlov knows and he's like, I'm mm. just waiting for that goddamn bell. Just ring the bell, man. Give me that delicious powdered meat. I don't want this pizza. <laughs> I want powdered meat. I'm gonna mix it into my right. um, martini. I don't know. No, no cup of chowder, corn cake, or cream cauliflower. See, Give me the powdered meat. Though it seems like chowder would be something that uh, <laughs> this uh, dinner dog would want. <laughs> Some a delicious chowder, lobster bisque. I don't know. Uh, so what so... is a bag of beef? <laughs> what is a bag of beef? I think it just like... goes along with that tongue twister thing that Linnell was just trying to. I don't know. It's a Canadian thing. I'm sure they have bags. Of I'm milk, a vegetarian, right? so I don't know what that means. <laughs> it's not a thing. <laughs> I mean, it's not like I, it's not like a thing that I'm I mean, unaware of. Do oh yeah, you've meat never just get like a bag of beef. You've, you've <laughs> never been. You've never had a bag of beef <laughs> or a bean or a beer. I've never had a beer. Uh, that is true. Um, you've never had a beer. Nope. No, never. I don't drink and never have. Wow. Straight edge till I die, motherfuckers. It started as a punk rock thing and then a not wanting to be like the frat guys thing and then just mm. n- didn't need it. I have enough of my own brain problem situations. I don't need that <laughs> thrown onto the heap. <laughs> I got Fair my caffeine, enough. you know, we got our caffeine. You know, it's it's almost midnight for me. I'm you know, That's like I, my cutoff is like 9 p.m. I can. You wow. Know, I got pretty high tolerance. Well, for you, it's... I'm having coffee now, but usually I, I only drink it in the morning. Sure. When I have to teach, I, I, I don't know how people drink after like nine. I'll never sleep again. I just switch to iced coffee. That's what I do at work is I drink <laughs> hot coffee. It's got to be with caffeine. Oh, no, no, that's that's the point. But it's got to be more refreshing post lunch. Right. I see. So I hot see. coffee in the morning. Ice coffee, and then just whatever coffee I had left over in my thermos, and I just dump some ice cubes in there. I have to say, there are a few foods in this song that I, uh, I, I, I don't know. A creamed cauliflower? What is creamed cauliflower? I, I'm guessing like cauliflower like soup. soup? Cauliflower soup. Okay, you might okay. put some cream in a cauliflower soup. Cara makes pretty kick-ass cauliflower soup. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 What, and why just a bean? Like, just <laughs> one bean? It's a small dog. I don't know. <laughs> one bean. <laughs> Again, He's having oh a God. whole bag of beef, but only one beef. I think I'm having a fucking stroke. All I can think about is like, <laughs> quote, did you ever, are you a David Wayne fan or, or Stella fan? Do you know? No. No? I don't know either of you those You ever seen Wet Hot, American, Wet Hot American Summer, the movie? Oh, I have seen Wet Hot American Great. Summer. Okay, so David Wayne directed that, and then Michael Ian Black okay. and Michael Showalter are in it. They were a comedy uh, trio called Stella, and they did stuff. They okay, did yeah, comedy. I think I have okay. seen the Stella Yep. They had a Comedy Central show that lasted one season because it was just too amazing. People didn't understand their comedy. They just don't. Um, some of his movies have done well. Role Models uh, has done did well. Um, but so there's one episode where they get kicked out of their apartment. I can't remember the uh, why, but they end up on the street and they instantly turn into like the classic hobo, like <laughs> top hat with like the brim, you know, the top just flipped off. And so then they have... <laughs> They're all, all three of them are around like a garbage can fire. And so they're looking at a, a can and it has one bean left in it. And so <laughs> Michael Ian Black, one of them just like pokes it with a toothpick, carefully takes it out, slices it into three pieces. And then, 
and then they reveal they've got like a wealth of dipping sauces and then they're dipping <laughs> their like third of the bean and it's like <laughs> gotta love those that's guys that's amazing so yeah what a, you know back to the bag of beef thing <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I can figure, and I don't think they packaged it like this back in the 90s, but you could basically get meat in a tube now. Like, all everything is just vacuum-packed into plastic. So it's almost okay. like meat is in a bag now. You know, ground beef, just, like, vacuum-sealed into this thing, and you have to cut it with, like, our kitchen shears or whatever. It's almost a bag of beef, okay. right? But okay. back then, I don't know. Was it packaged like that? I don't think so. I, I only know when I was in Thailand, they would give you, like, beverages in plastic bags. <laughs> yeah. Which sounds very odd. Like you're drinking from a catheter. Uh, <laughs> and then, like, what do you do with it? Like, you're drinking yeah, from you're the leaving, pee bag. Like, I've got my catheter coffee here that I can't put down anywhere. Yeah, yeah, I can't set it down. That's how they get you to keep buying more drinks. You just have to drink it right there, and then you're like, well, I guess I'm thirsty again. Got to drink this one right up. <laughs> <laughs> oh mercy so dinner dog dinner dog doesn't want is this any of this to, like, shit be one meal like this whole thing is one meal uh... or these are all the different foods i mean and let me just say like quite a variety of foods it goes from like not wanting a pizza to then peanut brittle to then pears like okay these are so not foods you put together here's what's just <laughs> occurred to me pavlov has taken him to the golden corral buffet <laughs> and <laughs> And Pavlov's like, look at all this shit. Behold, <laughs> all of this food. And the dog's just like sitting there in his mm-hmm. suit in the booth, just like mm-hmm. tapping his toes, like tap, 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 tap. Mm-hmm. Ring the bell, man. Ring the fucking bell. <laughs> and then he will eat. I mean, maybe once the dinner bell dings, then he's going to eat all that shit. He just doesn't want it right now. He's waiting for the bell. What about that? Is that it? He- well, wait. Now I want to understand. He he, he doesn't know. <laughs> He's indecisive about right. whether he would rather have a <laughs> bottle of vinegar, which sounds like a delicious thing to drink. Cara made me. Cara made egg. me take a shot of rice vinegar today. It was awful. Oh. Well, not a whole oh. shot, but she's like, "Does this still look good?" She got it out of the pantry. I'm like, "It's vinegar." <laughs> so people have used to like pickle things and preserve things for. She's like, "Yeah, but it looks a little dark." And she's like, "Here." She pours a little bit out on the cap. She's like, "Drink this." I'm like, "I'm not drinking it." So she drinks it. She's like, "That tastes <laughs> weird." I'm like, "That's because you're drinking straight vinegar." <laughs> what are you doing? And then she makes me drink, and I'm just like. <laughs> Mm, tangy. So a bottle of vinegar. I mean, vinegar. what would happen if you drank a whole bottle of vinegar? You've puked. There's <laughs> yeah, no way. It would not be good. Like, it's not outright bad for you, but it's so acidic. Your stomach would just reject it in that massive oh. quantity. Or you just shit your brains out. One of the two. Yes, yes. <laughs> it would not be good. And again, good. Pavlov, who's done experiments in digestive systems, would recommend that this dog does not drink an entire bottle of vinegar <laughs> he poured it into the dog's bowl and said Mm-mm, i didn't ring the bell <laughs> like i just want you to picture this you you know right there you are and you've got all these options in front of you greg these are your <laughs> options which of these which of these would you rather be having bottle of vinegar, a bottle of vinegar <laughs> an egg uh an order of bacon mm-hmm. a basket of garlic bread also good or some pie yeah so you get all to right. pick one so- of they, I mean, they definitely, they kind of increase in uh, in in deliciousness. I mean, I love bacon, but garlic bread. Put that bacon on the garlic bread. I just invented a new dish, and then <laughs> so and then pie. I mean, pie would be for after the garlic bread and bacon dish that I invented. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Baconated grapefruit? Admiral Crunch? <laughs> Did you watch Futurama too or just The Simpsons? Oh, yes. Yeah. I love future... Futurama is probably one of my favorite all-time television shows. God, Rick and Morty in is the history totally of shows. just riding the heels oh, yeah. of Futurama and making it just throwing more swears in. I mean, come on. You're just being lazy. Um, it's true. Rick, Rick and oh, Morty. Rick and Morty is super it's fun. Fine. But I, yeah. it's... It's yeah, it's it's, it's no good. it's no future Rama. No, it's not. The future is awesome. Caffeinated bacon, baconated grapefruit, <laughs> Admiral Crunch. <laughs> I always ask for caffeinated bacon, and Kara has not yet once indulged me <laughs> in caffeinated bacon. Oh my god, it's midnight. I'm totally. This was a bad idea or a very good idea. So, <laughs> so, so the dog is snooty. Doesn't want the food. What about? You know what? What about the musical elements of the song? What do you like about mm. the musical elements of this song? And you know, I think before we even talk about that, let's watch them play it live in the modern era. The one I sent to you, actually, my favorite one was actually not super modern, but modern. The um, it is two thousand and eight, so it's got the current lineup, but um, it's uh, twelve years old. And Flansburg looks so so young. For being 2008, it's like, oh, that was yesterday. N- no, that was 12 years ago. Go ahead and watch this live performance. This is uploaded by Mr. John Ulis, capital Q. I know that guy. Patreon subscriber, all around awesome dude who knows everything and usually who I go to when I'm looking for Look a at crazy him. MP3. So this is at the Calvin Land Theater. looks like a 12-year-old. In Northampton, Massachusetts. Yeah, he does no facial hair. Like, dude, put a beard on that chin, baby. <laughs> Uh, here we go. This is uh, from a record. sounds pretty good for being like like John Ulysses is, is way up front there typically like the the ones that I usually use audio for are like someone's way back like Peter Peter Gritch I've you know I've used some of his live audio uh-huh. before he'll be in the balcony and it sounds sure. you know because that's where the the mic the guy that's mixed it it's coming out of the speakers well if you're right up there you're just gonna be hearing like Miller's guitar amp or something um, mm-hmm. and just like the drums in your face but this sounds pretty good and it is a minimal it's a minimal song, and like mm-hmm. the album version, it's all Linnell, clarinet, keyboard, and the lead vocal, and then Flans on the backup. So, you know, there's not even any guitar in the original. I mean, is Miller doing something in that clip? He doesn't look like it. He looks like he's just standing off to the side. Well, that's what Miller always does. He just kind of hides. <laughs> is he playing something? It looks something? like okay. a little bit. Flans is doing some. Oh, no. They're just sort of bantering. Yeah, yeah, I don't see him again. playing anything. He's just standing uh, off to the side, kind wait, of. Wait, 
Yeah. He even yeah, Miller even folds his hands over his guitar at one point. Yeah. So but yeah, Danny think- is definitely playing. He's kinda hidden behind Linnell, but Danny seems to be bouncing around like he's playing. I think yeah, yeah. I think there's bass going along with probably the walking bass. That's what it sounds like yeah. is the dun 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 you know, going along with that, which makes sense. Um but it's such a good song and it's so short. It's not that long for Miller to stand there, you know. Yeah. And I think when you play a two hour show, it's nice to have a little break, I'd imagine, yeah. you know? I've played two-hour shows before, but rarely, and usually I'm playing the entire freaking time. So it would be nice to be like, hey, two minutes to, uh, yeah, to, uh, two minutes and 11 seconds to rest. <laughs> 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 they played a pretty good clip there. I, I think one of the things I like about this is that I love their, like, any of their songs that have dueling duets. Oh, yeah. Um. Bee of the Bird of the Moth. Mm. Uh, you know, I just love those, like, when you've got two people singing opposite things. And I think because I was, I, I'm a singer, that was always my thing. And in in high school, I think that's what I, I really loved hearing, like, people do those kinds of Count- duets at, yeah. at one time. Counter melodies. Yeah, counter melodies. Yeah, because, like, either one, like, if you're singing the song in the car with your friends, I'd be happy to take any of those parts. Yeah. Like, because they're all cool and fun and, like, their own little melody. Like, uh, it was almost like Linnell was like, well, Flans, what do you think? Should this be the melody of the song? And then he sings, like, because mm-hmm. I've always I've always posited that, that Linnell writes his melodies on the keyboard and then puts words to that. That's what I do. Sure. Um, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so he's playing on the piano, and then he's just saying, dun, 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 and then puts lyrics to it later um, after he figures out what scientist the president he wants to write about. And then, <laughs> I guess Flans did Tesla. So, um and then, like, do, do you like this melody? Or do you like... And then Flan's like, I like them both. Okay. <laughs> Let's do them both. Well, I was just looking at... B. I like how in your fictionalized version of them coming up with songs, yep. they're equally amicable with each other. They're like, oh, yes, that's all perfect. You yeah, know, it's great. You I'm know, John, and I'm John, and we're happy, and we make great music. You know, I'm, you know it, it is funny, you know, and if they would come on the damn show, then I could figure this out. But, you know, they never... Darn! <laughs> darn! They, well, they never, they never lift the curtain enough, and that's by design, I'm sure. But they never, like, give you that peak that much like they'll give you a little peek but then they'll fuck with you you know and and tell you some other story that contradicts a f- previous interview they've done about the song um that's you know that. that's that's I the best I, I love that too it's like you know the the dylan style of fucking with the press <laughs> where it's just hilarious to the fans and just enraging <laughs> to the press person <laughs> yeah i love it too but like to me their songwriting like i'm sure they give each other feedback on all their songs but like oh, they yeah. pretty much write separately but i can imagine like they're bouncing stuff off each other like i got this demo which melody you like i haven't put lyrics to it which melody you like and it'd be like can they both work at the same time and then they try it and it does there you go i don't know you know that's uh that's the way i'd like to th- in my in my little head down at uh, giant's headquarters that's how it went down <laughs> in 1991 or whatever. Have, when have they you wrote ever it. seen them? Have you ever seen them play this song? You know, I'd have to look back at the set list on the wiki because I don't take pictures of steal set lists off the stage or take pictures of them or write them down. I probably should, but I've only seen them three times. So the chances, I mean, it's a popular song. It has nine. Let's see, 
Only only 49 known performances? That can't be right. Well, I don't think it's played very much. 49 I'm trying times. to think if I've ever seen it. Because I saw them on this tour, on the Apollo tour, but I don't know if I... I can't remember if they played this or not. I've... No ability to remember. Oh, Miller. Miller shot it down. He's like, I'm tired of staying in here, guys. Two minutes and 11 <laughs> seconds? Come on. <laughs> Give me some shredding to do. Give me that sweet, sweet shredding. Uh, <laughs> and then Linnell's like, let's replace it with Doug. And he's like, wait, yeah. that doesn't have any guitar in it either. Uh, <laughs> God damn it, Linnell. Uh, <clears throat> it's like you're some sort of pianist or something. Um, so the, the vocals we're talking about, the quote on the trivia mm. here that Flansburg... Um, Flansburg says, through the miracle of multi-tracking. <laughs> See, he's fucking with whoever this is. Um, uh, through the miracle of multi-tracking, the big, big vocal sound of Dinner Bell was achieved. Linnell did the fancy barbershop stuff, and I came in for the counterpoint voice near the end. So, fancy barbershop stuff? <laughs> uh, I think it's the... Um, or wait, who does the... Is it Flans is going, I've been leaving on... That's Flans, right? So... I think that's... What's the barbershop party talking about? What part could that be? Uh, I don't know. Good dog. I don't. I can't imagine what he's referring to as barbershop. I think it, he's just fucking around. He's just having fun calling it barbershop because it's one of their more complex vocal arrangements. Yeah. You know? I mean, it is. If you think about songs I think of that's... barbershop and I just think of acapella stuff. Well... <laughs> Once we get Are to the cover section, me? Are you me? Here well, we go. no, I'm just saying in the, in oh, the cover yeah. section, there's an acapella one in there. So yeah, I mean this, it is a good song to pick for an acapella group because there's so many parts already there. I mean, you can go sure. ahead and sing the piano part too, but there's already three vocal lines at one point. Um, yeah, great, great vocal line. And it'd be like, yeah, if the Beach Boys decided to do like a Brainiac song or something, you know, like, God, I'd love to hear, yeah, Brian Wilson's take on this. That'd be great. Not only would it have the three vocal parts, but each of those parts would be harmonized. <laughs> like you'd have you'd have the parallel harmonies on all of the parts. You know, I mean, two, two, you know, both of his brothers are dead, so that would be it. Would be the replacement Beach Boys, unfortunately. But um, Mike Love. Fuck that guy. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Yeah. Oh my god. Now I just wanna try and pull that off. Yeah. Uh I'll get back to you in a, in a month. See if I can <laughs> figure that out. Uh, before this episode posts, maybe I'll have done it. Um and if so, here it is. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so the second bit of trivia. Are you on the wiki right now? Uh, I am not. Oh, I was going to make you read it. The odd vocal listing body parts. Okay, I'm sure you and lots of people listening already know this. The shoulder, bicep, elbow, arm was generated using a complicated process. You know what it is, right? Yes. This was the the recording thing, right? They played it backwards. This is the original Stilube. This was testing the waters for Stilube. Uh, yeah. backwards bullets, right? So Linnell listened yeah. to a tape of the words being played backwards, okay? Which, I'm wondering if it's a tape of just saying the words backwards, if it's a tape of singing the words backwards, because that can make a big difference. Linnell, mm. Linnell listened to a tape of the words being played backwards, which he then attempted to imitate. For example, elbow backwards sounded something like wub, wub, <laughs> elbow. 
Weble. The tape of Linnell's backwards imitations was then itself reversed, creating the unusual sounding words heard in the song. Still Here's right. what I didn't know, because on the on the wiki, it says that the lyrics are, I re-re-heat-heat heat my my soup soup. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I never realized that was the lyrics. I love soup soup. <laughs> give, <Yeah. laughs> give, it, it, a good, good look, look. <laughs> yeah, experimental time. I don't think I, I knew those I lyrics. I re-heat-heat my soup. Give, give, it, a good, good look. Yeah, it's more of look than look look, I think. I don't think I it. ever knew those lyrics. And walk away. Come on, you did, right? Uh, I didn't re- know the repeat my soup my soup. Do you want to do a cover of this together in all seriousness? <laughs> you want to? Experimental soup soup. I'm not kidding. Sure. Do you? Yes, from afar. We got time. I think I tried to like once play it on guitar and I was like, there are too many chords here. God damn it, Linnell. <laughs> yeah, it's a piano player's song. Definitely. I think I, I was watching one of the people like do a cover and he's like, like switching chords every two seconds. I'm like, no, my, my fingers don't do that. This is a piano player song. Yeah, it's not bad on piano, but it, on guitar it would be a fucking nightmare. Um, <laughs> B flats, no thank you. Um, yeah, no, we should totally do it. We should totally I love do it. it. You'll yeah, you'll tell me what parts you want, and then I'll do the other ones. You can do lead. Uh, so you're looking at the wiki. I see you furiously. I am. Yeah. Phone. She's she's texting somebody. I don't no, know no, I'm what... looking. I'm looking at the wiki. <laughs> We're only 90 minutes into this episode, and she's already lost focus. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having a so, Zoom meeting right, on my on my phone right now. Right. So from the TMBG.com frequently answered questions archive, the song does indirectly refer to Pavlov's famous experiment, Doi, involving a dog's reaction. <laughs> okay, whatever. The, so John Linnell does for once be like, yes, that's what it's about. You know, he can't deny that one. It's like Polk. He'd be like, it's not really about Polk. And people would be like, whoa. Right, right. Yes, it is. You're just messing <laughs> with us. So, yes, it was covered by this acapella group. This is mentioned in the trivia, one of the, the covers I found. And I found it before I even saw this. The Bobs. Rhapsody in Bob from 2005. Um, Rhapsody in Bob. Oh, so for when we listen to it. This, I guess this should be the first cover we listened to then. The Bobs did not use the reverse speech trick for the bridge, which makes it much, much easier to understand than the original. Um, but we are going to hear a cover where they pretty obviously did do the reversal trick. Uh, and that is by The Puppet Heads, a, another very good, um, you know, one of those bands, not a full-time cover band, but it's like my my pseudo cover, TMBG cover band, The Exquisite Dead Guys. The Puppet Heads are much more accomplished than the exquisite dead guys. We mainly played open mic nights in Lafayette, Indiana. <laughs> um, and then our guitar player moved away. Um, so I th- think, should, I mean, should we jump to the cover section? This is getting ridiculous yeah. here. Or is there anything else about the music you wanted to talk about? Well, I mean, you no, talk about I, trying I... to learn on guitar. Is there anything? Look at that chord chart there. I don't know how long ago it was that you looked at it. But just looking here. at it would make a guitar player's head hurt. Yeah, it, it. I as I said, I think I listened to one guy who he. It might be one of the ones you sent me, mm-hmm. and just watching him switch like chords, like kind of gave me a heart attack. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this might be another... Especially with the I, I, re, re, heat, heat, my, my, soup, soup. There's like a, I don't even know, an E flat and like yep. an F sharp major seven. I mean, this would be a lot of me faking things on guitar. So this is another instance of me having to go in and change the wiki. So this says, <laughs> okay, so it says that this is in the key of A minor. It is not. Um, just looking at it, okay, so the problem is a lot of guitar players. I mean, this is a pretty well done tab. It looks pretty good. Well, I guess it's not technically a tab, chord chart. Um because it's got all the moving bass notes and stuff, like an E7 slash G sharp. And right. a guitar player would look at that and be like, why, God? And just curse <laughs> curse the heavens. First coronavirus and now this. <laughs> but but a lot of guitar players would be like, it ends on A minor. So right. it's in A minor. It's not. It's I would have to figure it out, but it 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 goes from A minor. So when it, you start, it goes... Um, G to A minor to B flat. In the key of A minor, there is not a B flat. What does is it going a half step immediately? No. Like what I mean, if you're going from up to the B flat major, I mean an A an A minor scale does not go A to B flat. That <laughs> This might be another one that's in one of those medieval modes, like I figured out, that <laughs> someone keeps moving my chair was in F Phrygian. Um, I am a dork, but people have responded positively to the dorkiness. <laughs> There is a key change for sure on the shoulder, bicep, elbow, arm. Okay, so there it goes. Let's see. Uh, there I think it changes just to E minor. Oh, but then it has an F. Oh, my God, Linnell. How do you even? It's got an F sharp, and then the next line has an F. And on top of this being oh. like this extremely complicated process, he he seems almost bored when he's playing it. He's like, <laughs> oh yeah, uh, just let me switch to like ten different chords in one breath, and it's fine. Oh man. <laughs> yeah, but... Oh, I don't even know. Yeah, it changes keys, but then it's even doing accidentals within that key, and then it goes back. So it's mainly in. Mm, I want to say it's in <laughs> C. No, C. My, no, it's got C majors. Fuck! Is this the one I'm not gonna be able to figure out? Um, <laughs> um, so in the morning, when the morning bird sings, there's still dinner on the. It almost like it keeps wanting to rest on C. But it's not in C major, not even close. But it keeps going, I've been leaving all my things. Like the G major, the C major, the F major. Those are all, you know. All these all these really like distinct chords in the song make you think it's in C major, but then the B flat's all over the place. There's G sharps. I mean, there are, you know, when when you write a song in classical music like <laughs> accidentals is a phrase that doesn't mean it's an accident. It's on purpose, but it's out of the key intentionally. And they call it an accidental, right? So the G sharp could be just a moving tone. 
an accidental there to move to the A minor again. Oh, B flats. Then you got C majors. You've also got C minors, C minor sevens. You've got B flats. You've got Bs. You've got B B minors. Jesus fucking Christ. This one has me stumped. Oh my god. I'm going to figure it out and like then I'll edit this episode to make it seem like I figured it out on At air. At like 3 in the morning, you'll 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 oh figure it god. out. Cuz okay, so this happens a lot with Linnell songs where you're like, okay, it's got a B, a B minor, a B flat major, a B flat minor. I don't think it has a B flat minor, but it has all those other ones. It's got an F major, it's got an F sharp major, it's got an F sharp minor. Um F sharp five, which could go major minor. That's like a power chord. I don't know. Yeah. So you attempted to play this on guitar. How how quickly did you oh, give up? I very quickly. You know, I I have never had a lot of luck playing any of their songs. I'm not a very good guitar player, so I'm sure that's part of it. But I, uh, you know, uh, I, I, find I can them... suggest some. I can suggest some. I mean, Particle <laughs> Man few, is a go-to. There are a few. Yeah, sure, sure. And the, I, I, there are there are a yeah. few here and there. The flans, I think it was always the, the songs I wanted to play. I, right. I couldn't play. If you gravitate <laughs> towards flans, I mean, it's natural that a, that right. a guitarist is going to write guitar happy keys. A sure. pianist will write piano happy keys. And this sure. one, Dinner Bell, is just a nobody happy key because nobody's happy trying to learn this song. <laughs> um, no, it's very cool. It's very perplexing to me, which is interesting and makes me want to figure it out. But it's twelve seventeen in the morning for me, so it's not going <laughs> to happen now. It might happen tomorrow. Like You can, you can save it for when you... For when you get to talk to, to, to John Linnell and be like, dude, what the fuck? Well, if what you and was I, up with that song? Well, if you and I are covering this, it'll get figured out in the process. So um, I'll let you go. all know. I'll let you all know. I don't think it's in one of the medieval modes. I think it's one that just is changing keys constantly, kind of mm-hmm. like kind of like Birdhouse yeah. or something, where it's just constantly yeah. modulating, and then there's these little accidentals that push it into another key, and then just right back to the original key, and then a third key comes along, and then back. It's just it's it's just the genius is revealed in this two minute and eleven second song, <laughs> right? I mean. We've been sitting here. I've just been hitting the piano for like 10 minutes and I still don't know what it is. And he could have played the song, you know, five times by now for me. And just be like, it just goes like this and just pound on my piano and be like, I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. So musically, it sounds simple. It is not. <laughs> <laughs> it most definitely is not. But it's got this cool little bouncy feel. Like it feels like it could be a kid's song, right? It it's does, yeah. It's got that illusion. You can almost see, you can almost see like where the kids' stuff would have kind of, you know, gone from this and mammal. I think sort of similar kinds yeah. of songs. Yeah. Oh, Cara's bass is sitting here right next to me, and I'm very tempted to just because without having to worry about <laughs> majors and minors, it gets a lot easier. But I, I wouldn't figure out the key that way because the majors and minors are going to define what what the hell key keys plural this is in. But it's not an A minor. It ends on an A minor, but it is oh brother, it is not an A minor. <laughs> Maybe for like two seconds, and then it goes to something else. Uh, the ending, the little coda, the. That's an A minor. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll give them that. <laughs> whoever <laughs> said that was an A minor, I'll give them that. It's a good tab. So whoever tab, whoever recorded this out did a lot of work. 
I pat them on the back for that. It's just not an A minor. I'll figure out what it is and I'll fix it on the way. You're going to get a lot of angry emails from whoever it is that wrote this. this is, beautiful, you know, I wonder if there's beautiful chords. I bet just like there's constant people constantly covering things like Daryl yeah. Till, Astral B has been on a million of these episodes. Yeah, Carrie Hearn, um, Jesse Cat on YouTube has been on a million of these episodes because they're constantly covering stuff. I bet there's like a, a, a person that has submitted like a hundred of these songs on the Oh, probably, yeah. Right. Someone who's just like made it their mission to figure all these out, which is fun and satisfying to figure out a song from scratch. But if they didn't, if they were actually starting from scratch, just listening to the song, I can't imagine how long this must have taken. <laughs> yeah. Cause, someone's cause, committed. Yeah. None of the chords last for more than two beats. Dun 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 dun. There's two beats a piece, just like two quarter notes. Just got this constant bum 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 bum, and this like walking bass line that he just plays like it's nothing on the piano while staring into John Eulis's phone. It's pretty unbelievable. You want to get to the covers? Hear this acapella group? Yeah, let's hear the acapella. I didn't listen to the acapella one. I'm totally defeated right now <laughs> that I couldn't figure this out. So kudos to John Linnell and Dinnerbell for the most complex song that I've done yet on the podcast because all the other ones have been like, yeah, that's the key. Or no, here's the key. This one, I think my brain just broke and I'm <laughs> very sad right now. So I'm uh, Leslie can see there's just a tear rolling, single tear rolling down my oh, cheek. There it Let, goes. There it goes. I just swallowed it. It's very salty and delicious. <laughs> The bag of beef got me, you know, I'm ready <laughs> for another meal. This episode has been so long. So let's do, okay, so the Puppet Heads cover is great, but let's let's listen to, because we can talk about, well, you can confirm whether or not if you think that they actually did it backwards. The Bobs did not, but let's listen to the acapella version by the Bobs. It is very, very well done, and you can find it probably a lot of places, I but it's it. on YouTube. The Bobs is the YouTube channel. Dinner Bell, The Bobs. I'm sure you'll find it pretty easily. Let's listen to that together. I've been leaving on my things. So in the morning when the morning bird sings, there's still dinner on my dinner jacket till the dinner bell rings. Well, Why are they called the Bobs? Uh, they're all named Bob, even the ladies. The ladies <laughs> no, named Bob? <laughs> Roberta. No, I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I'm just going to make up shit just like the Johns do. This like, is they're all called so Bob. goofy. It's great, right? What, you don't like it? I love it. I yeah. love it. I think acapella groups are just designed to be goofy. It just No itself. comment. Yeah, I just left one. Oh, good. Bicep, elbow, arm, forearm, thumb, wrist, knuckle, palm, middle, pinky, index, ring, dinner bell, dinner bell, ding. I said yes, playing this on the dinner bell episode of my show. I know it's, it doesn't even have a thousand views, and it's mentioned in the wiki, but, you know, there's 900 songs on the wiki, so people aren't just flipping around, maybe. Rhapsody and Bob from 2005. So this is a while back. Yeah. Good stuff. I wonder... You know, let's click on their website, which is mybobs.com. Actually, let's see if this still exists. It's 
Nope. Oh, no. Their website has been Uh-oh. turned into a Bob's Discount Furniture website. <laughs> oh, no. MyBobs.com. Did the Bobs break up? Did the Bobs... Were the Bobs always furniture people? And did... they just happened to also sing on the side? It's possible. Um... <laughs> Or the Bobs had a falling out. There was like this giant oh. Bob Bob rumble. <laughs> I'm imagining the scene in Anchorman now. They're all just like f- spears and yeah, tried to try to try You should probably lay low for a little while. Leave town. The the Bobs. How do I even search for this? The Bobs musical group. I don't know. Acapella. Acapella. Um, the Bobs. Oh, they have a wait. Wait a second. What is going on here? The Bob's Wikipedia. Wait a second. They have a, a bunch second. of music. Yeah. Founding <clears throat> members Gunnar Madsen and Matthew Stull. Neither of them are named Bob. <laughs> Forget that. Not putting it in the episode. <laughs> uh, oh, they decided to form an acapella group when they left their jobs as deliverers of singing telegrams in San Francisco. Oh, so Adorable. they were they were active since the early eighties to twenty seventeen. The Bobs performed Psycho Killer. Look, to you, I'm wearing my hey, look at that. Wearing my Talking Heads Stop Making Sense shirt right now. They performed Psycho Killer on the revival of the Smothers Brothers Comedy Hour in nineteen eighty eight. Wow. They they performed most of the soundtrack of a Jason Alexander Costanza. Movie <laughs> for better or for worse. Never watched that. I'm sure it's not great. Um, they've provided <laughs> voices for video games. Oh, they did a Beach Boys song. It all comes back to the Beach Boys. There we go. Barbara Ann in the 1993 movie Surf Ninjas. <laughs> a wonderful flick. <laughs> Perfect score on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> certified fresh. Uh, <laughs> what? Oh, and then a recording of Sitting in Limbo, a Jimmy Cliff song in the 1991 movie, Cool as Ice. Starring? Starring? Who was Cool as Ice in 1991? Cool as Ice. You can get this. Paradise. <laughs> Come on. Vanilla Ice. Yeah, this Vanilla is a Vanilla Ice, ice movie. Um, the Vanilla Ice movie. The Vanilla Ice movie. Cool well, as Ice has gotten two stars uh, on IMDb. <laughs> two whole stars. That's pretty good. But the the poster has Vanilla Ice more prominent than the na- name of the movie. Cool. Was that the name of one of his songs? Cool as Ice. Uh, yeah, maybe. Not to be confused I- with Cold as Ice, says Wikipedia. I, I can't say I I ever watched this movie. Starring I feel like I've, first... I've really lost out on something here. I wonder if my sister watched it. She was a couple years younger than me. And she was... I was an MC Hammer kind of guy. Ah. <laughs> uh... My first cassettes, Weird Al and MC Hammer. That's... Oh, wow. Budget, $6 million. Box office, $1.2 million. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm sure it's a cult classic on the DVD era. <laughs> <laughs> And that's why Vanilla Ice became a new metal guy. <laughs> Just kidding. Did you know that? He started a new metal band. Are you serious? It won a Golden Go- Raspberry Award <laughs> for worst actor. <laughs> Aww. 
Well, <laughs> or worst new star. Know, I don't know. He was nominated for worst actor. He won for worst new star. We can't be great at everything. <laughs> and, and at the Stinkers Bad Movie Awards, it was also nominated for worst picture, but it lost to something even worse. Wow. Okay, so the Bobs <laughs> are good. I don't know what happened to them. Um, yeah, I'm kind please. of worried about them. Now, they they were a band for a long time. 2005 was towards the end of their tenure, ending in 2017. Uh, I hope they're okay. Hope all Bobs are still living it up, bobbing it up. None of them are named Bob, but I'm going to call them Bob. Roberta. <laughs> Roberta. Uh, yeah, Robert and Roberta formed a band. So the next cover, what... Uh, yeah, let's do the puppet heads. What do you think? Sure. I don't want a pizza. I don't want a piece of peanut butter. I don't want a pear. I don't want a bagel. I don't want a bean. I wouldn't like a bag of beef or a beer or a cup of chowder, corn cake or cream cauliflower. Cause I'm waiting for the dinner bell to do the bell thing. Dinner bell, dinner bell ring. It does sound like it's recorded backwards to me. I think so, because why would you fake that and just say inky instead of pinky? I mean, you kink... I don't know how you say pinky backwards. <laughs> you kink... That P at the end. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I really love great. the cover for it. I think that's just wonderful oh the artwork yeah the squid I from apollo this. yeah ringing the bell there should be a little yeah. dog in there somewhere <laughs> oh yeah no that's great or the whale should be drooling <laughs> <laughs> that's cute or like a little guy in the like lunar lander that's over there he's <laughs> like mm, dinner time and he brings out his vacuum sealed astronaut bag of beef right that's the bag of beef it's astronaut food crack the case all right Let's listen to this 8-bit version. Oh, this is fun. covers of stuff because i find a lot are just really hyperactive yeah like in like a video game yeah they're kind of hard to listen to for extended periods of time sometimes i like them but i have to be in a certain mood so supercomputer daydreams cover the beatbox click on that beatbox link there so music made with beatbox visuals made with bitstorm bitstorm yeah i don't know the visuals there are so beatbox is um the program that for people just go watch the his video and then this simulation here so it's got just a hundreds of gray squares these cells and you click on them and they turn yellow and for each space that is populated each cell with one or no neighbors dies as if by solitude 
How, ve- how very they might be giants of this guy. Each cell with four or more neighbors dies, as if by overpopulation or the coronavirus. I added that last part. Um, each cell with two or three neighbors survives. Okay. So each cell has to have two or three neighbors. For a space that is empty or unpopulated, each cell with three neighbors becomes populated so they can multiply. I don't uh, fuck it, it. Oh my god! If I can't figure out the key of this song, I'm not gonna be able to figure this game out right now. Um, I'm giving up on that, but I will leave the tab open for tomorrow. <laughs> Are you playing this it right game now? Involves, this game involves a lot of social distancing. Right, right, but 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 not too much, or it dies if it's all. <laughs> or alone. not yes, it gets lonely. I know. We get too, we get lonely I... when we're socially distanced for too long. But yeah, back back to business here. I think. You know, we could probably skip this last cover because the guy's been on before and it's an acoustic guitar cover. You know what? Actually, though, if you want to see someone actually pull it off on acoustic guitar, should we watch it? This Just... is the, yeah, I think this is the guy I watched who, who did it. And I was like, wow, I, I can't do that. Yeah. So this is uh, the YouTube user's Kesval 2. And I played. God, I really need to keep track of this. I, I played some of these before like he recorded all these in one day clearly it says an afternoon with my guitar and they might be giants dinner bell. yes I, I love the remember. fast verses yes he's been played before yeah on, on the show look so, at him go I know right I don't want a pizza I don't want a piece of peanut brittle I don't want a pear I don't want a bagel I don't want a peanut wouldn't like a bag of beef or a beer or a cup of cheddar corn cake or cream cauliflower goes away before the dinner bell to do the bell thing like if you did if you did power chords which just ignore major and yes. minor it would be a lot easier and you can see him doing some bar chords and also some little cheater yeah. cheater chords sure where he's barring like just the top strings which i would totally do when it's moving this yeah. fast absolutely i mean if it's a one beat chord it's basically just a moving note that the bass would play or the low end of the piano but like with all the open g's and d's wait is he doing this in the original key no, i need to check of a minor yeah what <laughs> of a minor right is the first chord g yes okay so he's doing it in the original key whatever that might be yeah this dude's killing it like for picking like five songs i think he did total this is not wouldn't be my first choice <laughs> when i when i was looking for dinner bell covers i guess there's another song that sort of is called Dinner Bell or something like that. And I kept getting uh, like, I'll yeah. hold song. I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. Uh, what is this? This is yeah. not They Might Be Chimes. Really going in a different direction here. Changing the lyrics, the <laughs> totally melody. different lyrics. The chord sounds like a different song. The rhythm. It sounds like all sorts of people. <laughs> What is this? They must be giants. Yeah, kudos to this dude. I feel like his real song, his real name was in one of these videos, but I can't mm. find it in here. But Kesval2 is the YouTube username. Clicking on the channel, I'm going to figure out what other song it was. Okay. Whoa, it's like he'll sit down and just do like one day. If you look at his channel, there's just whole strips of him wearing different outfits, playing a bunch of songs. You can see like... His his hair has changed over the years. You can see like he's got ones from like nine years ago yeah. and two months ago. Man, this guy's at it. A lot of you, a lot of you too. If I had to guess, his favorite band is U two. Mm. Larry, Larry Norman. Who's Larry Norman? 
lot of Larry <clears throat> Norman. Who is that? I just keep scrolling. Where? Okay, here it is. They might be giants. Okay. Oh, wow. He did even more than I thought. Climbing the walls. Anna Ng. I don't know if I found him way back in the Anna Ng days. Bed, bed, bed. Okay. Which one did I play? Ooh, he does Bird of the Bee of the Moth. Um, he does Brain Problem Situation. He's doing all, all the... Man, Deep Cuts, too. Not just big ones. Unrelated Thing. That is Aww. what I played him for. I'm wondering if I did him for Mesopotamians, too, because that one's been recorded but not released. Yeah, I never go to work. There's This is like a really good collection of songs, hits, and otherwise. Four of two. He's got some musical covers, too. Yeah, I saw the Les Mis <laughs> in there. He's got something from Hamilton as well. Look at this guy. What is... What is his name about? Let's click about. That might say Keith. Hey, Keith. Keith Esval? Keith. Keith. Keith Zval 2. That's his name. And you're Mrs. Gouger. I'm Keith. I love to play the guitar and sing and help show others what I know, even with my limitations. This guy. I love this guy. So he's just like doing his thing. There's no, no fancy tricks here. Good on this guy. Good I'm, job, I'm, Keith. I'm liking this guy more and more every time. Glad we played that one. And Dinner Bell, whew. Nice work, man. I wouldn't. It's doing its thing. Yeah, it's, yeah he's he's not waiting for that Dinner Bell. He's just doing the bell thing. <laughs> so um, you got to score this song, girlfriend. Well, I brought an actual Dinner Bell. So. <laughs> Hit it. <laughs> okay, now I'm going to eat. <laughs> I'm opening up these Clorox wipes. Somebody stop Wow, me. <laughs> look at you. Everybody on the on the radio world, I just want you to know that Greg has Clorox wipes. That's right, everybody. <laughs> if you need Clorox wipes, he's wiping down his microphones right now. This is yep. a miracle. Yep. Where yep. on earth what? did you get them? <laughs> how many how many lines did you have to stand in I'm, to I'm get Clorox right, wipes? Right now I'm cleaning up a coffee stain that has been on this desk for like months. Um <laughs> I'm using like I we just depleted one of our packages. These were we've had them like we try not to waste a whole lot of shit and like these wipes, you know, they create a lot of waste. <laughs> so like right now, it's funny, we were joking that um all of the hippies have all of the hippies have given up their natural cleaners and everyone's just like <laughs> bleach, 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 chemicals, chemicals, oh, chemicals. Right. Yeah, it's just like yeah. <laughs> Forget it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we actually have a ton of toilet paper, a shitload of toilet paper, from this hippie company called Who Gives a Crap that uh, <laughs> I will recommend. And if you put in the discount code TMBP, <laughs> just kidding, um, <laughs> the, they will send you the first huge pallet full of toilet paper <laughs> for f- free. Pallet full. Pallet, yeah, a whole pallet um, to wet your pallet. A little wordplay for you. To end the episode, yeah, I don't know. The car would probably be mad at me for using like the like one of ten that's left. <laughs> but we got tons of spray bottles of stuff, and yeah, you I just, actually, I it? actually had a student in one of my classes before we were, you know, distance learning, whatever that means. Um, <laughs> uh, she she like came into my classroom, and there was a there was hand sanitizer in the room, and she had her own little bottle, and she was pushing our hand sanitizer into her bottle so that she could have <laughs> more hand sanitizer. I was like, okay, we've gone too far. <laughs> and now I'm thinking of Broad City. Do you watch Broad City? <laughs> oh yeah, what a great show. Do you, the most quoted thing that we say is. <laughs> 
is that a bag of loose goo? <laughs> Where she's stealing lotion from the bathroom of the That's gym right. into just a bag. Squirting it into a bag. What? What's the this, this bag of loose goo? <laughs> okay, you need to score this song. Please Do it now. This song. Now, now, yeah, now. Um, I mean, you know, you've, you. This conversation is actually, I think, made me like it even more. Um, I'm gonna give it a good 8.0. Hell yeah. Um, let me take a look here. It is, um, just kidding. I don't have to think about this. This is a 10. <laughs> this is a 10. This, this is a fucking 10. 10. Wow. Yep. This, um, I told you I've been looking forward to this. This <laughs> song, you know, it's just, I mean, like I said, Apollo is my favorite album. It's, it's, um, I got into them right around when John Henry was coming out, but Apollo was the first thing I heard. And this song, it's just stuck with me i mean i don't know what else to say other than i mean we've talked about it endlessly and we've made <laughs> a lot of jokes about it and it's you know it just perfectly encapsulates what i love about the mip giants what hooked me at first was the melodies and like the the surface level silliness right when i was 13 yeah. okay that spoke to me like i was listening to like only punk stuff and like the silly stuff came in and like the ska like third wave ska stuff a lot of silliness going on there um so, like, it appealed to me there because you'd laugh at something like this. And I, I'm pretty sure very early on was able to sing this whole song through because, again, like you said, it's like a point of pride to be able to do that out of my other friends that liked it. And um, so it's silly, but then, like, I mean, I don't know, high school science class. At some point, I probably not long after knew about Pavlov's dog. So I was like, oh, the bell went off in my head. I started salivating <laughs> at the thought of how great this song is. So it's it's got the surface silliness. It's like a Dr. Worm type song. It's got the surface silliness. It's got the deeper meaning that you could really go deep into if you wanted, or you could just have fun with the lyrics and the foods, um, and we could joke about it. Um, you know, you could be right. Maybe it's because, you know, we probably were finding out about psychology and things like that around that age. And because right. I, I remember, too, when, like, uh, I heard, you know, I was learning about Plato and then, you know, you know, in the allegory of the people in the cave by the Greek. Uh -huh. I, I was like, oh, look, it's philosophy. <gasps> see, oh, oh, band I like is quoting philosophy. And, uh, you know, I'm I so smart. Moments. And then you, so learn about, then you learn about Ginsburg. And you're like, that's right, that's I should be allowed to think, motherfuckers, I know this already, <laughs> bitches. You stand up on your chair and you're like, suck it, bitches. I already knew this poem, kind of, a line of it, two lines of it. <laughs> I saw the best lines of my generation. Yeah. You put 100 monkeys at 100 typewriters. That's some... <laughs> <laughs> it was the best of times. It was the blurst of times, stupid monkey. <laughs> They're all smoking. Stupid monkey. They're all smoking chain to typewriters. <laughs> stupid monkey. <laughs> oh, Mr. Burns. Uh, Dinner dog. This is ridiculous. How long did our untitled episode go? I feel like it went pretty long. Oh, I think it was like a good, you know, seven They Might Be Giants albums. <laughs> That's the thing that's so ridiculous about these song by song podcasts. Like, I appeared on Giants Confirmed, which is the, <laughs> as they would say, the much less productive They Might Be Giants podcast, and they go album by album. <laughs> I was on their Factory Showroom episode, which was oh, in which fun. was in the feed here. I put it in the feed, my feed too, and they cover a whole album, and we did it in two hours. <laughs> <laughs> 
one song. I keep flipping my <laughs> microphone. It's just fun to talk to you again. I'll, I'll, you know, this song has been sitting on the spreadsheet claimed by you for forever, and I'm so glad we finally got to it. The world needed to end before I could come back. <laughs> yeah, you've, from beyond the grave. Um, it's almost Easter. <laughs> Hey, are you going to do a, did you do a tattoo episode? Are you going to do a tattoo episode? Oh, you know, that kind of got derailed a little bit. Do you have a They Might Be Giants tattoo? I do. What? It's sort of a combo tattoo. Combo breaker. Okay, so we got bird and we got... It was for my dad. Okay, wait, what's on it? It's sort of upside down. Here, maybe if I look at it this way, it'll be easier. So it's birdhouse for your dad. I like yeah, it. my dad worked for he was a newspaper guy. Yeah. And uh, he he loved uh, you know, rolling the Rolling Stones and the Beach Boys and Roy Orbison and yeah. um but on uh, in the summers we do road trips when I was growing up and uh, yeah. he'd always let me play whatever music I wanted and even though he wasn't like uh I don't know if they <laughs> might be giants for really his kind of music, he he appreciated my love for them and even up until the last year of his life, he Aww. he still could remember their name and knew that I loved yeah. them. And... Could he tell the two Johns apart? <laughs> That's <laughs> always the game I play. I don't even know if he would know their names. He probably would not have known their names. He probably knew they were, they were both named John, right? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I didn't grow up with my dad. So, like, he, you know, we, we would see each other in the summers and, yeah. um, and kind it's... of bond in those times. So, I, yeah. I you know... I don't know if I, I talked a lot about individual band members with him. Because your mom Maybe. lived in the St. Louis area, right? Where did your dad live? Yes. My dad, so I, I was born in Colorado, and my uh, my dad lived in Colorado for the first, like, few years of my life. And then okay. he was in Wyoming for about 22 right. years. And then uh, he moved out to California. So he was actually in California um, during the last part of his life. So Okay. Yeah. Um, and I think you probably mentioned all that, but... I literally have talked to 90 other people since we talked <laughs> yeah. last. It's insane. You might have forgotten some details. <laughs> My memory is bad. And, like, I spend so much time recording and editing the episodes. I don't really go back and listen to past episodes unless I really find it necessary. I don't need to listen to myself talk anymore than I already do. <laughs> Jeez. It's, it's yeah, it's kind of... Uh, yeah, you, someone should do a psychological study on podcasters and why we think we're so great. <laughs> <laughs> Why every man, white man, thinks they need to have their own podcast. And I have two of them. It's fun. It's fun. I'm a horrible person. No, it is fun. And I'm glad to have you on again. So back back into the episode. <laughs> Dinner bell. Well, we've scored it. I think we're ready to wrap it up. Um, but yeah, that was super fun to talk again. And even though it's 1 a.m., it's essentially a working summer uh summer break we're on summer break already i guess i don't even know we're half teaching and half just like i don't know i'm gonna record some drums tomorrow i don't know about you (laughs) you know we doing that untitled episode especially you know that's 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 bonding right there that was the bond that was the bond doing something that stupid committing to a joke (laughs) to that degree (laughs) like this is a cover we're doing a cover uh, this is why I like They Might Be Giants fans, is they're willing to be a little silly. They take silliness seriously. <laughs> so let's wrap it there. Is there anything you want to plug other than, like, you want to plug, like, your favorite uh, uh, teacher e-learning software? <laughs> <laughs> 
your virtual teaching. What what do you prefer? Zoom, WebEx, that other weird one you told me about before? Google Hangouts? Yeah, uh, it's all shit. <laughs> it all sucks. But Leslie, thanks for being on again. And um, good luck with the rest of your quote unquote school year. Woo! You too. Thanks for having me on. This might be a pod on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all the places. Gmail. I don't know. That's this is the end. <laughs> Goodbye. This might be a podcast is uh, produced, hosted, everything by me. Thanks to punknews.org and Adam White for uh, taking care of all the technical stuff. Go listen to all the punk news podcasts. And, um, you know, there's only like. 600 episodes there so you know you'll fly through them it's fine so you can hit me up at uh uh this might be a pod at gmail at this might be a pod on twitter we're on facebook or on instagram uh this might be a podcast.com is the official site which i forget to update all the time we got the band camp uh all kinds of stuff uh disclaimer we are not officially affiliated with they might be giants in any way if you couldn't tell by my level of professionalism uh so thanks for listening everybody and uh i will talk to you again later (laughs) 